13th floor. The 13th floor. Welcome everybody to the 13th floor where the furniture, <laughs> where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. I am your moderator, B. Joes, and I got a good, I got my good guys on here today. <laughs> I'm starting with you, J. Days. What's happening, man? Welcome back. What's going on, y'all? It's always a pleasure to be back on the 13th floor, man. It is. It is. We missed you, man. We missed yeah, you. Yeah, man. Where you been at, Days? What's going on, man? In the uh, cave, man, school. You look like a caveman. I wish I could grow a beard that glorious. <laughs> you can't be in the cave. Of hey, all Jay places, Dace, you don't go don't to us, man. We know what it is. What's that? It's it's still wintertime up there, and you got a warm body to lay too early ah, <laughs> on Sunday mornings. It's still cuddle season up north, son. It's hard to get out that bed early Sunday mm. morning. Yeah. <laughs> We got that in home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mike D, what's going on, baby? Uh, it's eight. It's early. You can still <laughs> hear it in his voice. You say you hey, got the very white. Turn down your really? arms. I'm trying, I'm <laughs> trying to <laughs> get it higher. <laughs> My vocals ain't working right right now. <laughs> Our main man in crypto, resident DJ Barry B. Fresh. What's going on? What's happening, people? Uh, you know, excited this morning. Why? I'm not really sure, but I am. So enjoy it. Let's get it. And of course, we got my man Asher. What's up, baby? Oh no, no, no sad faces today. You made hey, the you made the go intro. Go Asher. It's go, go Asher. Go what's no. up? No. 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 And <laughs> look at this slowly, slowly slipping away. Coach K, what's happening this morning, man? How you doing? Man, what's happening? You see what it is. You know, daddy duty. Daddy duty already, man. Love it. Love it. Ooh, Fellas, it's good to be back, man. I miss yeah. you guys. Definitely, man. It's been an interesting week, man. I want to start off first, man. If you uh, haven't already, go check the blooper reel. We got our most latest blooper reel up on Facebook and on YouTube. Fresh did an yes. amazing job. Uh, the lemonades uh, was probably my favorite part. Mike D pointed it out. <laughs> Man, that was, that was great. Couldn't shout to the Girl Scouts. Uh, we do a uh, sponsorship for that as well. So uh, if y'all want to hook us up with some cookies or anything, especially the lemonade joints, please do. Thank you very much. And, and apparently the Carmel Delights is only an East Coast thing because in the Midwest, they still call Samoas. Really? Wow, interesting. interesting. Uh, same box, same everything. Just they trying to say different they, they don't stuff. Different, different manufacturer. Uh, that I'm not sure. I got I got scolded because I went to uh, went back to Ohio and was asking, talking about that whole thing, and the girl was like, "What are Carmel delights?" What, what do you like mean? the same thing as Samoas? And she had a big Girl Scout chick. Like she almost beat me up because I was disrespecting the name of the cookies. Yeah, it's a different manufacturer. So depending on which coast you are, you get your cookies from somebody different. But why can't they, they don't have the same name? Yeah, but it's under the same company. So Girl Scout cookies should be like, hey, y'all, y'all assume it's under the same. Girl company. Scouts is such a business now; it ain't really the same. Yeah, Girl Scouts that it was. Girl Scouts is uh, Can you buy? How, you, how you know you, you was a Girl Scout, Jay? How you know? Well, you know, I got nieces. Oh, okay. What What are they doing in Girl Scouts? Nia has been trying to get us in the uh, in the Girl Scout. Not, no. Sorry, Girl Scouts. Why not? <laughs> Wrong uh, it's, like a, it's like a step towards entrepreneurship. Get them in that entrepreneurial mind. Kinda. It's more. Um, it's, you, you have to participate as a parent. Uh, Not so much like the girls do a lot, but like they, you gotta sell them cookies. 
Oh, so it's you doing the work. Well, it's, yeah. you have yeah. to have them there, but still they are responsible as your child. They are responsible for, you know, whatever set amount. And yeah, they, they are going to put the, people yeah, don't realize cool. how much <clears throat> of a business it has turned mm-hmm. into where they are, they understand the power of those cookies and the benefit of what it does mm-hmm. in order to, you know, impact a lot of little girls' lives across the country. You know, it's very good, but they definitely have understood the power of those cookies and will make sure that, hey, yeah, you have a quota to meet and there ain't no plan about it. You need to get in front of that Publix, that supermarket, wherever. Yep. I think some of the most genius uh, cookie sellers I've seen have been posting up in front of uh, different marijuana distribution centers. Uh, <laughs> entrepreneurship wow. outstanding. Outstanding. Hey, I'm talking hey, about selling hey. off. No no issues in front hey, of the dispensaries. Hey. Period. Mm. Have you actually seen the Girl Scouts set up outside the, uh, the dispensaries? Me personally, no, but I've definitely seen the news reports and some controversy uh, over it where I'm I'm more along the lines of, I'll see you. I, mean, hey, I think man. that's good business. That's, yeah, that's yeah, the right. difference yeah. doing that and setting up in front of like a Walmart. It's the same thing. It's you the same it's thing. Even and, decide, and, I, and, and a lot of those, I don't know how many have been to real dispensaries, especially um, like in Colorado. Yeah. Where when you go in, these people are letting you sample right there. They mm-hmm. have all different types of things, so there's a great chance that people are you come out. out I know you hungry. Medicated. I know you hungry. Okay, okay. I think it's just supply and demand in my eyes. I actually am upset. My daughter is not more um, <laughs> enthusiastic about being a Girl Scout, and that we don't live in a state with uh, more uh, heavily uh, available dispensaries. Because I too. We'll be seeking that entrepreneurial path. We're just gonna let Jay pass on those dispensary like Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> hey, same concept. You know what I mean? Same concept. That was the same. Box store. Hey, can I ask you a question though? Why don't the Boy Scouts have a product? They do. We popcorn. talked about that last time. That what do they have? Popcorn. It's from the American Popcorn oh. Factory. Shout out to Jolly Time. Shout out Jolly Time. Oh, they know. I didn't know that. I don't know about that. I'm not going to lie. I'm about to say, uh, well, they definitely are not as aggressive because I actually had zero clue at all. If um, I was them, Boy Scouts, if I was y'all and y'all want to sell popcorn, I would have made a move on Cracker Jacks a long time ago, took over that game, boom, now you switch it up. You selling Cracker Jacks outside of wherever the movie theater, I don't know, do something crazy. But I'm just saying, y'all need to step your game up on whatever you yeah, were selling. People ain't too big right on popcorn. We don't know. You know they I mean? popcorn. Everybody, everybody loves cookies. It's like different flavor popcorn, the caramel, the cheese popcorn. Oh, like the tub? Mm-hmm. Where, but where do they sell this at? Uh, same way Curse Cup. No, they don't do the storefronts. They just, they straight hustle. <laughs> you got to, you got to, it's internet only. And only mm-hmm. if you know, you know. Or, or you got to know, so know a Boy Scout in order to get you some popcorn. It's Man. just readily available. I don't even, I want to say theirs is during the summer too. Like okay. it should be coming up. That's Either summer or in the fall, maybe like August, September, they sell theirs. You got to do it. A popcorn go good in like fall, wintertime. Pop- popcorn is good anytime. If you yeah, want some great it. popcorn, go to Amazon, get you some of that Popcornopolis. That junk in the red bag, it comes in the cone. Amazing. Y'all saw Jolly it. time. Shout out to Jolly time. Man, we just discredited it. the Boy Scouts. Hey, well, I haven't seen <laughs> we don't know hey, what First off, first off <laughs> I haven't seen this, so until I see it, 
I'm still not sure that that's fact. Oh, I will be looking out. But furthermore, um, the best uh multi-flavored uh popcorn I've ever had comes from Chicago Giordano's or whatever. Popcorn is amazing. Oh uh amazing. They sell it at um Costco now too, where they sell a bag where it's mixed, the caramel and the cheddar are mixed together. I heard about that. Coda Colonels. Um, Shout out to Coda Colonels. Hey. Related to Jolly Time. Have you guys, in, on, on the popcorn tip, have you guys ever had half pops? What's that? They are popcorn that's half pop, so it's like crunchy, and it's not, it's like in between being a full popcorn and, and a hard corn. It's crazy, but it's like a, almost like a corn nut. Yeah, I, I, I love those at the end of the bag. Yo, they, there's a company that sells them now. Delicious, fantastic, man! You got to look at the same thing on Amazon. I think they're called like Pop Snaps or something like that. But pretty much popcorn that is half pop, or they're called half pops. That's what they're called. But they are delicious. Different flavors. They even got a dill pickle version. All of them phenomenal. Shout out to half pops. Send us some. Back, you tell we hungry in the morning. We just spent about fifteen minutes talking about snacks. But did you Nobody know that? So when we went to uh, we went to Sioux City. We got the uh, popcorn is actually a separate type of corn kernel. So it ain't your regular corn that you eat. It's like feed corn for animals. Then there's popcorn, and then it's the corn that we eat on the cow. Rather interesting tour. And again, uh, shout out Jolly Time. Right. So, going into discrediting people, as uh, as Jay like to say, I guess we got to do some discrediting to, to Starbucks. Fresh put me on to this situation of them calling cops on two men who do what people typically do, two black men, for doing what people typically do in a Starbucks, going in, sitting down, and having a meeting. Fresh, you want to give us an update on that thing? Wasn't even having a meeting, <clears throat> excuse me, from what I've read and seen. It was more a situation where they simply were using Starbucks as many entrepreneurs do as a starting point for their day. They were two realtors, I believe. Um, you know, they met at the Starbucks, were waiting for somebody else, one of their friends to come and meet them at the Starbucks. But then all of a sudden, I'm not sure if it was a manager or just an employee at that Starbucks in Philadelphia, but pretty much the police were called. Uh, in comes the police and for at the end of the day, no reason, they went ahead and actually arrested these two gentlemen who were just sitting in Starbucks. Note, they did not purchase any coffee. They were just, you know, sitting in the lounge of Starbucks. However, many people do that. Myself as an entrepreneur, I've used many Starbucks in many locations as a point of reference and starting place for my day, whether it's to have a meeting or to meet there in order to begin and go do something else throughout the day. So it really is um racially biased that they would decide that they're going to a call the police on these two gentlemen just because they were sitting in there but then it's really um crazy that not only were the police called but the fact that they arrested these two gentlemen even in the videos that you see they are not um hostile or you know acting irate or even you know doing anything crazy towards the cops it really looks like they just came in there pretty much said hey you two are not supposed to be in here because you haven't purchased anything. We're going to arrest you and, and made it. I mean, that what, was the, what was the grounds for arrest? Like disturbing the peace? Or, uh, probably trespassing. You know, they probably mm -hmm. use trespassing simply because they're on that property and haven't made a purchase. 
And so that's their way of, mm -hmm. of they, being able to say that, hey, you're trespassing because you're not. They do that in restaurants all the time. That's one of the easiest outs that they use to be able to say, hey, well, that's why I don't let this home. This, that's why we kick that homeless guy out. You know, he's trespassing. He hasn't, eat, he hasn't purchased anything here. Like that's, that's your key to being able to use our property is through purchasing something. You have yeah. to, that validates your ability to be here on this property. So right. it's an easy way for them to go ahead and say, hey, this is what you're doing. But what makes it crazy is the fact that, A, they were not in there acting crazy. They were not, you know, in the corner playing loud music and, you know, talking loud crazy from what it looks like in the video. They were simply, you know, sitting in the corner waiting. They were two black dudes. They were uh, in, yeah, they were, one was in some, some I don't want to say gym clothes, but he had like some sweatpants, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. They weren't dressed like they were about to come rob the place. They were still, you know, it wasn't like they were in black masks. I wonder, I wonder if they were uh, awarded the opportunity, like, hey. Right. Know, that was gonna that's another to, thing. Like, is, if you don't is, buy anything, it, we got, you got to go. There was, there was nothing that I read or saw that showed any indication that somebody came to them in the sense of, hey, can I help you? Um, and that came to say something like that. Can I help you? Do you guys want some coffee? Anything like that? However, again, I've sat in Starbucks, many different Starbucks where I've sat there for an hour, not ordering coffee, not worrying about anything. And nobody's ever come to ask me or, or worried about me being there. Right. So it's really more of the weird ambiance around, hey, what is the issue with these two gentlemen just sitting in the store like so many other people do across these stores across America? What is the real issue? What's going on? And how was it okay for not just the fact that the police were called, but more importantly, yeah. what was going through those officers' minds that they just walked in, yo, y'all getting arrested and, and thought that that was okay. Like, regardless, I don't, you walk in to a peaceful situation. Again, these guys did not look irate. Not even while they were being handcuffed and taken away. They, they just were, okay, this is what's going on. I mean, to me, I think it's definitely more on the idea that it's, I'm about to sue Starbucks. This police force, <laughs> like, I'm about to get paid. Oh, he's about to get, they're about to get paid. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's unfortunate. I got a couple questions. One, was the owner in the, in the establishment at the time? I don't believe so. So it was management on, on the site. Um, and these, this management, is this Starbucks in Philadelphia, correct? Um, let me get the exact place. Yeah, go, ahead, go ahead, be our fact checker. Because to me, not only does it sound like an issue, well, obviously there's still an issue with the way police are trained to handle situations, but most times, and I even had an encounter with the police when I was in Tampa a couple of, week, uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, with my son for his birthday. I went to hang out with the bros. And um, we were at one of the bros' house in the neighborhood. And of course you got to park along the streets or whatever, and, and sometimes adjacent to other people's property. And the police had come out there, but and he was he was a white police officer who was very respectful um we weren't loud it wasn't a lot of it wasn't loud music you couldn't hear anything outside of the house we were just parked along the street but he was very respectful um he talked to us about the neighbor's concerns but even he was very dismissive of the neighbor's concerns because we weren't intruding upon anybody else's space we weren't being loud belligerent or any of those things and he basically de-escalated the situation um, we moved our cars into an adjacent, uh, not an adjacent, but a nearby park. And then we were able to, you know, uh, taxi each other back. But the way that that police officer handled that situation, um, being respectful, calm, not turning 
some little situation into this big thing where I'm just going to arrest all of these college educated black I men. Say, I say it all the time and not just in relationship to how they deal with minorities, but just in general, people talk about how hard law enforcement is and how hard that job is to do. And a thousand percent, I salute and hats off to those who make that choice and are, you know, decide to, to dedicate yourself to that field. However, you made that choice and decided to dedicate yourself to that field and you should be the one trained in order to um, alleviate situations, not to, and, and, you know, to gas them up and, and to, to make them so much worse. In this same situation, these two gentlemen were sitting in the store. Police are called, six cops show up. If you're sitting somewhere just hanging out, waiting, doing your regular day, haven't done any criminal activity, like you're just doing what you do, enjoying a Starbucks, about to, you know, waiting for a meeting, and all of a sudden, six cops walk up on you and your friend. A, you're going to be, I'm sure they were sitting there. They walk, all of a sudden they see, damn, look at all these cops. What's, what's going on? I wonder what's going on. Like six cops is coming in. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Wait, they coming this? What? Oh, get out of here. You're joking, right? Really? Exactly. So it said the six cops came and, and just walked in and said, you guys have to leave. So know what happened here? What's the situation? I know exactly. You guys have to leave, and and you're going to be so pug. Like, what do you mean I have to leave? What are you talking about? Why do I have to leave? And so, literally, you can put up. I'll put up a link to the video. But in the video, you see aggressively six cops that are, you know, standing over two gentlemen, waiting for their friend in the Starbucks. Tell them aggressively they have to leave when they ask. What do you mean we have to leave? What's going on? That's when it was just pretty much like either you leave or we're going to arrest you. And obviously it's like what it, they were still confused. Like, what do you mean? And instead of de-escalating the, the, the issue or asking, you know, I don't. Why are six cops needed for two Starbucks. guys sitting in a star? What, what do you think that you right. I'm going to tell you the real story here. How much money are these Starbucks making? Because. What are you so scared of that these guys are going to take that you're like, you know what? I want one step down from SWAT. Give me one step down from SWAT in order to. I got two black guys. I don't know. They didn't order any coffee. I think they're here for the gold bars we're hiding in the back. They are here for the Bitcoin machine. We got we, it's going down. That's the real story we need to be worried about America. What is going down in these Starbucks? Because there's something else to call that many people with two black men sitting in the store. There's something else going on in Starbucks. You better believe that. Hey, you know how they bring that them, them that medicine out of the uh out of Mexico to put it in with the coffee. Hey, hey, hey. smell it. Hey, Just saying. I ain't saying, but I'm saying, and they get their beans from all over the world. So it's something bigger. It's something bigger than I'm telling mm-hmm. you. They got diamonds. They got diamonds in their coffin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they more than diamonds. They got that easy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I want to talk about the greatest marketing ploy ever. Uh, also, in Drake's new uh, release of that uh, Nice for What video. Boys got popcorn. Great music. Great music. Great video. Great message. How on time is this guy right now, man? It's crazy. Hey, one thing 
I tell you guys all the time about Drake, and especially uh, he learned it from Kanye, but and and I believe Kanye learned it from Michael Jackson, where Ooh, the most that's a big gap. strategic thing that you can do is uh, become a vampire. So you find out you, you what what's cool, what's going on. Let me go attack and 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 find out the person who's doing that to death. The best thing. I'm going to go right to their doorstep. Yo, let's hang out. Let's party. Let's do this. So I can learn directly from the source of what's cool, fly, fresh, whatever it is, the new wave, whatever. Um, and I always respect Trey Kanye. Uh, my reference is always Kanye with auto-tune and T-Pain. Mm-hmm. T-Pain was the king of auto-tune. Kanye was like, wow, this is hitting. I see this can be the new wave. I can finally really feel that I can sing. Instead of me trying to figure it out myself, what'd he do? Welcome to the good life. All of a sudden, <laughs> let T-Pain come in. Let me show me, open up the door, dog. I'm going to lay out the red. You don't have to pay for nothing. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you a Lambo, whatever. Because he knew this is about to change every. Once I learn this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally take it to another path. And Drake does the same thing where he finds those moments. He understands. He takes from people. That's, that's that uh, New Orleans bounce music. So already that's that's the DJ that he has talking on the intro of the song. And then when it starts to break down that I'm almost uh, I'm not sure if he produced the beat, but that's that New Orleans bounce sound. And so then right now, the impact of the Me Too and, and women's empowerment, the growth of really the, the, the point it's at now, it was just the perfect moment. <laughs> he dropped this record and not only is it a, a dope song, but. The message in it also is poignant in on time. So I got a question, Fresh. You probably be the best one to answer. But um, J Days, Mike, we gonna educate you. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike, looking yeah. like mm, this trick song. What is this? <laughs> I'm about to wake up. <laughs> we, we, we might get, get, get twenty what seconds at the end of the show for you. Um, Fresh, you remember Black is Gold while they dropped last year? Yes. So it was crazy for me because I felt like that song flew way under the radar uh, yeah. when it dropped because it's basically the same thing as yeah. Drake just did. It's just the timing. He was just a year earlier. Mm-hmm. And he don't get that acclaim that Drake is seeing now. Plus, Drake is just a bigger entertainer. I say, do you think that got to do more so with the name difference as well? Uh, it's not just the name. Uh, well, it's 100% the name difference, excuse me. But also, it's the fact that, unfortunately... Wale is like the 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 dirty stepchild of right. yeah. hip hop industry. He's the guy, but it's because he's um I don't want to say he has the air well he has the arrogance of Kanye without the um full roundedness. He is a cuz Wale is a, is a phenomenal MC, but I think what allows Kanye to be arrogant is while Kanye is is a great MC. He still is a phenomenal genius producer. You mean Saha? He does so much other stuff. And so it 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 allowed his arrogance to push through because he kept being able to do so many other things that still made him be like, oh my God, like, yo, but he's still Kanye. Where Wale, he's a he's an amazing MC, but he's an amazing MC. And 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 just like J. Cole said, he is is he's and not even I don't even want to say he's arrogant though that's the thing emotional 
He's bitter. He's bitter. He's emotional. Yeah, he's emotional and he's bitter about the fact that he does. And he's like, "What do you? I'm I'm nice. How am I not on?" But it's you know, it's just like the uh, there's people that you remember in school who were like that, who who wish they were more popular than they. But man, I'm nicer than him. I'm not. But it, sometimes in life, it just is. If you settle more with the comfort of yourself, you will grow. You will surpass what you wanted to be or expected to be. Whereas a lot of people get so caught up in wanting so bad to be, well, are so jealous of the fact that they are not where somebody else is instead of allowing their comfort in their own self push them past where they, you know, ever thought they could progress to. Right, so I, I think, think that's what I like the mad rapper. You're right, that's so John Blaze in there. Yo, that's John Blaze. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Wale is a, he's a nice MC, man. I think because I, <clears throat> he doesn't find he doesn't find a lot of value. Not that he didn't find a lot of value, but in it, but his fan base is just so strong. Like I've been a Wale fan since the mixtape about nothing, all of that stuff. So, and he, he has a, a certain sound and a certain energy, and his lyricism is on the same level with some of the, the Waynes of the world. He's very witty when he gets in his in his box or whatever. Wale is dope. Very dope. And he don't he don't even have fans. Wale has stands. Like he has them like super fans. Yeah, who like <laughs> those who, who ride with Wale, they ride with Wale and and validly so. It's just that Wale has that stigmatism on him. Like I think that J. Cole did a phenomenal job on that record when he speaks about the fact that Wale is is you know hey you you have all of these fans you have all of this but yet you still wind up bitter and emotional about things that you can't control instead if you would focus on being more happy and just in in enjoying and developing what you developing what you have and 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 being more settled in your in self you would you would totally destroy and go past none of this would matter you would be more excited about the things I saw the the piece on uh Oh my God! What's the revolt where he went back to Africa and met like his his family, family like really the tribe he came from, and and all of these people don't understand that he is literally like a um son of of you know like African royalty type uh uh stuff. So he went back and and met family that he hadn't seen since he was like a baby or ever, and so these things are awesome. And without rap, without hip hop. He wouldn't have been able to do that the same way. And it's it's being able to, you know, understand and value how important that is to be able to do something that you love and know that you can not only feed your family and be straight, but be able to do things that would never be possible doing something that you love. Like how many people wish that they loved their job and it was something that came natural to them and it wasn't a struggle and it wasn't like, you know, like that's the stuff that you have to hold on to. Imagine that. Imagine being able to get paid to do something that you're just naturally talented. Like at the end of the day, it comes so second nature to you. And that's not like you're not just getting paid. You're not just able to survive, but you're doing things going all over the world. That's amazing. Yeah. We're just talking about uh, rap no more, ladies and gentlemen. This is life. You know what I mean? That's, uh, we can close it out right there. <laughs> but I ain't done yet. <laughs> While we still on the music, uh, Fresh, I want to get your take on this. Uh, on, the, on the heels of Nice For What, 
you got this whole Cardi B and, and Nicki Minaj <laughs> situation. I wish Ian, uh, not Ian, Art was on to talk about his girl because you know he's like the biggest Cardi B fan, man. I don't understand why, but I get it. Uh, that's the red bottom girl, the blood shoes. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, that's her, that's her, that's her. So, what do you think about that? On the um, heels of nice for what you know, you got an opportunity for for Nikki to, to be the biggest, their big home, and congratulate Cardi and success with this album. Uh, but they still have this, you know, tit for tat beef going. Look, I think it's one of the worst things about hip hop to me is the um. Highlander effect is what I call it. Mm-hmm. There could only be one on top. I don't know if you guys, J. Dace, I'm sure you don't know what Highlander is. Mike, I know you know what Highlander is. The movie back in the day, they they pretty much these dudes like they fought. My dad used to love it. I'd actually never watch one of these joints, but I remember the basis was that they would. There was could only be one Highlander, and these guys would like warp through time in different situations, and they they were always killing each other to chop off. And like when you kill one, you got their power. And it's the same thing I kind of correlate in hip hop where they have the, you know, we, you gotta, gotta be the top MC and, you know, battle rapping and all this. I love battle rapping, but the, especially in female MCs, there are not a lot of them who get the um, recognition that they should. And so to always feel this need of, well, I have to prove that I am the top instead of, I just need to bring as many of them inside and, and let's just make great music and make great music about life and success and, and these types of things that I wish it was more on that standard. Because to me, I love them both. I respect Cardi B because I've seen, I watch, again, I watched Cardi B when she was on Love and Hip Hop. And even the thing about Cardi B is even when she was just on Love and Hip Hop and was just, you know, um, she was a stripper on, uh, you know, coming off being a stripper and wanted to do music uh, on the show when she was first coming on. but I will not lie. Instantly, the first time you see her and were was watching her on screen, she's captivating, and not like captivating, like oh, she's so beautiful and like what? She's just like uh, she's a character. Like she's she's awesome. She's cool. She's like the she's the homegirl that you want to kick it with, that you want to hang out with. Like she's really down to earth. She says funny stuff. She's one of the only girls I've ever heard talk about farting and and like whatever. You know what I mean? But it's the the comfort that she has in her own skin is what has increased her popularity it's funny how that can come back from my wale segment to over here where her comfort is what is is pushing her and making her excel at such a rapid pace she's a rocket right now and and she's she's backing up what she uh you know has has put out to the forefront but still is comfortable enough to you know yes i used to be a stripper but i'm not anymore you know i had to do that in order to get to where i am but now i know where i am i saw that she was uh uncomfortable wearing uh she i don't need to wear you know crazy sexy clothes anymore have my like i'm pregnant i'm about to have my first child i don't need to dress like that and not that i'm saying i don't think that there's not saying there's something wrong with dressing like that but right now i'm about to be a mom and i've already done that i want to be able to show people another way like i want to be able to show people that there is two sides and that it isn't like you have to be one way for life and so hearing her say things like that seeing her journey makes her awesome. Nicki Minaj, she's already validated, already has shown, you know, what she's able to do. So I I don't think there's a real need to have that battle. I, I think that both the songs that Nicki just dropped are dope, but I also think the Cardi B album 
is dope. I was extremely, I will not lie, extremely surprised by how good Cardi B's album was. And Oprah posted on Instagram. I'm listening <laughs> to Cardi B's album. When you got stuff like that going on and you used to be I'm a dancer, a stripper, whatever you want to call her, but the fact that she has grown, and this is like a five-year period, I want to say. It's not some, you know, long, crazy time where I remember seeing her on Love & Hip Hop to now she is, you know, Grammy. Uh, which I don't believe she won a Grammy. Did she win a Grammy for a new artist? I don't know. But anyway, I know she's won some awards. May not be Grammys either way. I'm sure she's uh, on that path. But also that she's, you know, just her success is not... Uh, not what I expected. She still stays in her lane, but yet, like, even her new single, uh, You Better Be Careful, is, is I see it's going to be a woman's anthem because it's a song that's talking about, hey, I understand that, you know, you want to do what you want to do, dude, and you want to be out in the streets, but, y'all, I'm going to tell you, be careful. Don't go out there and get what you want because you're going to get what you want. And it's just a nice little jam that I can see a whole bunch of chicks just like Bloody Shoes. They're going to be singing it, screaming it, and loving it that it is what it is but i can't i cannot be mad i'm actually like i said i've been thoroughly impressed for, with her journey and and i i actually think it's a extremely motivating story especially for um a lot of females who have grown up in you know lower class environments where they can see somebody who hustled and, and made it out of i'm telling you you watch some of them old love and hip hops you just see how she is then She's the same way now, but also you can see like she had that hunger. DJ Self, I know he's kicking himself. <laughs> DJ Self is kicking himself in the face daily uh, <laughs> because <laughs> she was trying so hard. He was supposed to be the one to put her on, and he pretty much just told her, ah, whatever. And on the show, like you watched all of this unfold, and then all of a sudden she flipped. Did some other stuff, started working with some other people, and then just mm -hmm. grow started. It was, it's dope, man. And I, I think that's a huge piece of it is how many people Pastor. got to witness and, and, oh. and, and feel that story. Like everybody, a lot of Cardi B stands, and she has stands as well, are from that, that period of watching her. And you feel like that's your homegirl because she doesn't have that, she has that realism. Like she feels, like I said, when you, Watch a lot of these, inter not even, I don't want to say interviews, watching the show because you feel that you get a little bit, while all of those shows are still staged, you feel that you get a little bit more of a realistic view into, you know, how people kind of act because there's so much going on. And you could see that she's, you know what I mean? She real, she was trying to fight chicks on it. Don't get it twisted. Was, was always down to fight, but she had some of the craziest um, one-liners that would just resonate with you that were just, you know, free flowing that you could tell she was just talking and it just were, were one liners that you were just like, Oh my God, this chick's off the chain. Uh, she was talking about her man in, in, uh, or no, it was some chick from high school who she had beef with. And then she was like, if she beats with me, we beef forever. And just the way that she said it, it was just like one of those moments that everybody remembers. And she actually turned that into a song and, and it was just, Hmm. You know what I mean? So I respect, like I said, I respect the journey. I think many fans do. At the end of the day, the initial question was whether I think the beef should be going on right now, especially on the heels of such a magic moment. Absolutely not. I do not like, uh, think hip hop beef. And I understand its place. However, 
it, it's just like we, uh, I guess a good reference also would be the Black Panther album, right? It's, it's like right now we have so much um, opportunity to really, while we've excelled hip hop, well, I, I won't say, yes, we have excelled hip hop, but I feel like hip hop has been excelled and, and we have an opportunity to excel it to a, a, a stratosphere, you know, and really make it be, uh, and it's past rock and roll to me. You think mm -hmm. about in the 80s, like when, when hip hop and rap was first uh, being created, rock and roll was the lick. And, and dudes running around in pantyhose, long hair, and laughing at hip-hop dudes like, man, this is never going to go nowhere. It will never be anything. And for now, when's the last time you heard somebody talk about rock and roll versus hip-hop is, is really hip-hop because it's such popular music now. And so it's, it's crazy to see that progression, but I think it's also the opportunity of Again, like I said, I don't think that in our lifetime we're going to see like all of a sudden black people dominate the world as far as the superior race. And that's mm -hmm. not what I want, but I think we are approaching the leveling of understanding that we are all equal and everybody should be viewed on an equal playing field. And that's more along the lines of what I hope for and look to, to see, especially in my lifetime. Yeah, I thought the Cardi B thing is, I mean, she's an amazing success story, and I think that's why everybody wants to see her win um, from where she came from to where she is now as an entertainer because, um, you know, that's that's basically what she is. Uh, the album, I agree with you. I thought it was good. Uh, I gave it about an eight and a half. There's a couple of songs on there that's just not for me. It's for the, for the females, for the women. Yep. Uh, but, again, she also – she she did, did something with this album. I thought there was a, a few missed opportunities. Um, but she reverted to what I call the Rick Ross effect, um, where she has so many features that it covers up her true ability or natural ability. And in those features, those songs become the feature artist song. So like the song with Chance, that's it's like she catered to Chance and then like, I guess, didn't really deliver the song with SZA, the same thing. Um, you know, and then I feel like she really missed the opportunity with uh, I like it. I felt like that was the jamminess song on the track, but <laughs> she didn't. She didn't flow in Spanish. Like, uh, what what happened with that? So, well, what? Exactly, Mike. Spanish. Cardi B speaks Spanish. Cardi B is Spanish. Yes, Mike. <laughs> I can pass it. I can pass it in the grocery store. What do you know? I believe that there, man. Great job, Cardi B. Y'all, you and Nikki need to make nice. Uh, Jay Dace, man, I'm gonna cover your way a little bit. So I looked into your. Um, we mentioned Colin Colion Noir on the podcast a few weeks ago, and then in that time, he did an interview with Killer Mike, and it was a very, I guess, initially it was a very controversial interview about gun control and you know how we as Black Americans are essentially trying to give away our rights when it comes or our right to to bear arms in that Second Amendment because they talked a lot about the banning of guns. Um, they did a lot of educating, I think, within their conversation. And Coleon definitely painted some pictures as well as Killer Mike for me um, because initially, you know, we had questions because it's not every day that you see a black representative for the NRA, you know, and, and a boisterous one. Uh, but the way that he spoke of it and some of the things that they said, even though I didn't agree with everything, um, especially when it, Killer Mike said that the Constitution and the Bill of Rights is the best thing going today, um, 
I don't see how that is. And we could probably get into that in a second because there's so many shortcomings from the Bill of Rights and the Constitution that directly impact and affect us. But when they talked about how we should get a better understanding of guns, um, when they talked about joining the NRA or NAGA, I thought those were great points. Um, and the allies situation, when you know we continuously fight for the rights of others, but those others aren't necessarily continuing to fight, fight, for, uh, fight for us. Fight for us. Right. Um, so, so yeah, Jay, uh, you want to uh, expound upon that a little bit? Yeah, man, I thought that, um, I mean, we'll go real quick back to what you said, the uh, Constitution, the Bill of Rights, uh, how he said that it's the best thing going for us. I, I don't, I, I agree with you because like you said, there's a lot of shortcomings and there are a lot of things. It may need a revision, you know what I mean? Um, but in the sense of a foundation, if we like really, I guess, try to live by, you know what I mean? The, the moral standing on it, then it may, it may be a lot better. But uh, as far as like getting a better understanding of the NRA, I don't, I'm like, I, I don't believe in guns. You know what I mean? I just think that I don't own one. I don't want to own one because I don't want to have to use it. You know what I mean? I don't want that. I want to carry that with me. Uh, but I think that if you, instead of trying to just disbar something, try to be, better understand it, maybe better educate, uh, as opposed to, you know what I mean, just like saying, like, nah, that's not the way to go. Because if if we do it that way, then everybody can know everything, like what we need to know about it, as opposed to um, just walking blindly. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm one of the odd people who I actually have a um, a permit. I have a... a you know, concealed carry permit. However, I'm not a gun owner and I'm really not a gun guy at all. I understand uh, enthusiasts, uh, you know, passion for them. However, I always am weary when it's such, um, oh, they want to take away these super high power, crazy, you know, human killing weapons and not allow them to just be purchased anywhere. So that means that they're going to take away all guns and it's like, no, we just want to try to, if possible, start the process of potentially eliminating, you know, something like an, uh, 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 you know, uh, bullied 17 year old child getting hold of one and being able to, you know, take out a whole school when they don't know. It's no different to me than, we need to look at the, the penile system as far as allowing a kid, a child who made a mistake. Uh, another um, news piece I saw this week, this child who, him and his, his homeboys went and they robbed a house when they were like 15, 16 years old. They robbed the house. In the process of robbing house, the owner calls the cops. The cops come in. Um, they kill one of the teens. The other two teens, his, his friends who were there, Every, they get arrested, they go to jail. The teens now, because uh, the cops, the police, murdered their friend, well, killed their friend at this robbery, because of that, they are now charged with murder, and they're going to jail for 65 years. Mm -hmm. Not not a, a um, and this is not a, you know, potentially a, no, this has, this this order, this law has been, you know, this, this has been, um, they've already received this. Yeah, ruled on it. Yeah, it's already happening that it's the same thing where you can't allow everybody can look back at themselves as a teenager and think of the stupid stuff that they did. And can you imagine how horrifying it would be to be penalized for a lifetime for the, 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 the decisions you made when your mind was not fully developed to make those decisions? And so, you know, pushing that's back. why I think 
I think education is key, man, because um, that's what Killer Mike and uh, and, and Coleon was trying to do with the whole concept. Um, for example, you, sp- you spoke about you spoke about uh, bullying, uh, Fresh. He said uh, Killer Mike said he wouldn't do an anti-bullying uh, piece. He just wouldn't do it because he believes that some kids, like I think to quote him, some kids need to get punched in their mouth. Like you know, what I mean, some kids you just need say, to be. You got to say the whole thing. So he said some needs some kids need to be bullied, punched in the mouth, so they can learn to punch back. Right. Right, right. I, yeah, no, no, no. And it's like you have to be able to do that because you got to you got to go through stuff. That's life. You know what I mean? You're going to go through adversity. And the sooner you experience it, the sooner you the sooner you be able to better deal with it. Um, so, yeah, that's when I think education comes key, because there are people out there who just love to have guns like that. They don't mean any harm. They're not trying to they don't you know, they don't want to kill people. That's not yep. their desire. Yep. It's like the whole concept of uh, guns don't kill people. People kill people. So it's not. There's not, there's not bad people out there with guns or there's not good people out there that, you know what I mean, that have guns in the sense of they're trying to hurt people. It's just, I think education is key and knowing what you're fighting against as opposed to being so caught up in the movement um, of, of, oh, people were shot and killed and, and now we have to ban guns. Like, no, maybe we just need stricter laws and, and further education. And that's what, but I think that's what... um. I, I'm always weary of organizations when, yes, they want to ban types of guns, but that's also, you know, creating stricter laws on it, you know. And, and so the the games that they play, just like him saying, and I, I unfortunately was not able to watch the whole piece, but even him saying things like the Constitution and the Bill of Rights are the best thing we have going, I'm, we as people have become too loose with interpretations that allow for too many, you know, innuendos and oh, well, I felt this way that Bill of Rights, Constitution, they need to be revisited because the period, just like with the gun laws that they were speaking of, those right to bear arms or right to bear a gun that I could run in the room, I'd shoot one pellet, but then it's going to take me five minutes to go ahead and try to reload this thing and get it back ready so that if it was a real situation, someone can stop that person and be able to like, they, they weren't for these these uh, automatic assault rifles that could take out a whole, you know, right. hundred people in five minutes. There, there's, just, there's just no need for that. You know what I mean? Like you're not about to go to war. There's, there's just no need for easy act. There's there's a place, and even if you want to, I don't. Me personally, I don't see the reason that it shouldn't be more of like, hey, if you like that, that's your lifestyle. Then, yeah, you do that at the the the, the place where that's like even if you own it, but it has to stay at, you know, the gun warehouse or whatever it is that is more of that type of situation. Because me, I just personally, I don't, while I understand, hey, you like what you like, I like video games. My wife looks at me all the time like, why are you playing, what is that, basketball? Why are you playing? I thought that was a real game on. You're playing it, what are you doing? I like video games. It is what it is. But I don't see or feel the passion of, I need 19 different weapons and, you know, ready for world so to war. that point. So, so by the that way, point. World War Three does seem like it might be around. It, it, it's, it's absolutely coming. <laughs> I still don't see the need for, like, all of this ammunition. I just, I am more of a peace and love type person. How many video games do you have, though? Um, Right now, I only have maybe six, seven. How many, so in, when you were in college, you probably played more video games then, right? Mm-hmm. Did you acquire more more games? Probably maybe about like twenty. Yeah, definitely. So to your point, I think it, it that's where that's where we got to understand the difference in, in opinion. So me, 
I'm not into guns either. Uh, but eventually I will be, especially after listening to this. I'm gonna. I've, I've been searching for a black card carrying NRA member, and I I have not found any in person. Um, but after hearing Killer Mike and Colin talk about it, hearing David Banner, hearing that David Banner recently got his, I'm actually interested in going into this space to see what it's actually about because they made it seem like it's a lot more friendlier than we give it credit for. Um, I'm I am totally. 100% for going in the NRA and, and yeah, infiltrate. And well, I want to say infiltrate, but definitely there needs to be more representation and understanding because right now it does almost, the way that they paint it almost is like it's a, a, a secret KKK, you know, Basically. not even a secret. Right. It's a in-your-face KKK, you know, membership almost is the way that they try to right. paint it, which I don't think by any means it's it's on that level, even though there's a lot of, questioning as to why they are not more vocal in situations that affect minorities versus the situations that affect, you know, whites. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a hundred percent with, yes, right. there needs to be more minorities inside of the NRA and, and um, understanding being able to, uh, you know, help them paint a better picture of what it is. And it is them, you know, just like you said with my video games. Hey, that's exactly the way. That they so, yeah, and, and that's that's the point. So it's like me, if I were to get into guns uh, and I'm a responsible gun owner, how is it that I can't own the guns that I want to own, use them in the manner that I'm supposed to use them in the on in the hunt uh, on hunting trips or in the range or what have you. But this person who likes to acquire shoes or the person who likes to acquire video games their rights aren't imparted upon. So I can kind of see that side of the argument. Um, but I, I do also believe that there should be stricter laws into how you uh, attain the guns, which is, I think, they they never hit on it in that conversation. Yeah. They were all about the extreme version of the banning guns, which I don't think is what we are calling for. It's for the ability yeah. of the 18-year-old or the mentally ill person and to be able to attain this weapon or this semi-automatic weapon that is used as a weapon of mass destruction. Hundred percent, and that's what I think. The what always makes me leery of the NRA and um, extreme gun enthusiasts is that point. Is me per while I don't understand the need for an AR-15, I also will say that I don't think there's anything wrong with the, the proper person owning it because I know again there are people who are out on farms, you know, ripping them things off, enjoying time, doing nothing illegal, and you know they just it's the sport of it. You know, there there are gun owners who gun, um, uh, you know, shooting guns is a sport. I respect that and understand, but I think there does need to be a better process. Gun shows are like insane to me. Like it blows my mind that you can go and buy pretty much an assault rifle just, you know, that day at a show. Like that's the type of stuff that there needs to be some type of regulation or standard or some type of, you know, you can only do this with a proper background check or whatever. And those types of steps, I do believe, need to be taken. I think it's too easy for someone, again, you know, that young child who doesn't understand what they're doing or that mentally ill person. <coughs> and, you know, by all standards, somebody can pass all those checks and still be mentally ill or still be completely sane and still want to do some damage. But I just do believe there needs to be some type of increased standard and increased, you know, measures on how they allow people to, you know, take that journey. 
Yeah, and I think I'm with pretty much all you guys. Like, it wasn't until basically Des was born that I even thought about it. And Jasmine was next, and I seriously considered it. So me and the wife have gone back and forth because my vision for having them is deterrence to hopefully never use it. So in that sense, my thought was, I want to get the assault rifle. She was like, nah, just get like a Glock. I'm like, yeah, but I can get two assault rifles for the price of one Glock. So why not mm. just get that? And if somebody coming, like if you have a Glock, everybody, well, everybody got one of those. So you got your little gun. I got like, my little gun. We're going to start shooting. But if somebody come to the house with a Glock and I got an assault rifle, they're like, man, this is crazy. But even even that, the fact that two assault rifles yeah. is the same price as one mm-hmm. Glock, like that's, I just feel like that they're promoting this heavy artillery. Yeah. I don't even think the funny thing though is it it's not even about promotion as much as it is the advancement of the weaponry. So it's not even the fact that it's like, oh, you know, they're doing it like a it's not like McDonald's where a cheeseburger is 99 cents and the salad is $6. You know what I mean? It's, it's literally because it's so much cheaper to make that assault rifle. It's in, in how it's, it's per, um, produced, manufactured, that they're actually passing on that benefit to them. It's harder to make that Glock than it is to make that assault rifle. Mm-hmm. A lot more chance of error with that Glock than there is with that assault rifle. You know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's crazy, but those are the standards of the industry and it's actually that the one thing about gun owners and, and about that, you know, that lifestyle, they are very um, passionate and, and enthusiastic about it, but they also are their community where those savings are passed on and they're like, you can get enveloped in, in, Hey, I got this little piece and I got the silencer thing. And just like Mike said, you, you, Somebody comes to rob your house, and instead of them seeing you with that old Magnum PI, right? Oh, what you are you doing? Light. You come up with one of these bad boys, and you got the laser light, the green little laser light coming out, and you panning back and forth with the right strategy. Uh, they turn around and leave. Exactly. He's just hoping you don't do nothing to him, and that he's going to be able to walk that's out. Mm-hmm. Completely different mentality. And that's, that's all it was. I mean, and it wasn't like my thought was like, I never want to use it. Like, and it's, I see that as part of it. Like it went from fighting to knives, to bats, to yep. guns. And now as it escalates, it gets to a point where it's like, who's the biggest bully? Who got the biggest gun? Which is similar to what Knucklehead is doing in the place where he living at. Like he feel like this country got the biggest gun, so therefore I'm gonna be a bully and go do what I wanna do wherever I wanna do it. Same concept applies to just the human behavior. Like if a guy gonna show up and he wanna start acting crazy, no, that's fine. But so, wait a minute, man, this dude got like what? And you got like I mean I seen stuff where like the shell cases are glass, like clear, where oh. you can see the bullets that are in them, they got the stand, they got so the So if you're got, if your desire if your desire is to deter people, strictly to deter them. Would you have it loaded? Mm, and Absolutely. There's no point having a gun and it's not loaded. Well, I'm saying, but if, if, the, if the gun no. is strictly to deter you, you have to have would you, yeah, would you have it loaded? If it get to it, you got to at least fire off something to where they ain't like, man, I ain't, like, I ain't necessarily firing at you. At the end of the day, you absolutely can never point a weapon at anybody without the intent of right. the weapon, period. You should never, like, while, yes, the intimidation factor is there, you should mm-hmm. absolutely never, ever 
uh, be using um, uh, a weapon as a tool of intimidation in the sense of while it can alleviate it, but if you're going to pull out your weapon, pull it out with the um, understanding that there's a possibility you will be taking someone's life. And that's what's so mm-hmm. people it's take it out as intimidation. And as you know, let me wave it around like it's some tool and for mm-hmm. that. And, and no, it should not be used as that while it can alleviate situations it can hopefully stop situations and defuse them and hopefully you don't have to but that's an issue like no and and yes if you're going to take it out you better take it out loaded and ready to uh have to use it period and then just the concept of it i mean like i used to work with these guys that were part of swat I mean, and then talking to them about like just how you use the weaponry, I mean, and the distance that it can fire and hit like inside of a freaking matchbox at like two miles. Like think like you just walk in somebody two miles away and let off something and within a matter of seconds, like you get hit. Like that concept is just amazing on one end, um, but you got to respect it. So it's I agree. Verifying on the other, right? Right. That's, like that's minute. the biggest thing to, with guns to me is is just like you said, something like that where it's like, man, and there are who knows how many people around me with these weapons <laughs> right. right now. That what stops them from just saying, you know what? Let's go anarchy time. And what, yeah, what am I to do? But at the same time, I feel like if, if that's the way that it's going to happen, what am I to do? <laughs> well, remember, you as a kid, you'd be like, hey, I'm squashing your heads. Ah, you real fast, <laughs> two miles away. <laughs> right. Like, just picking people off. Yeah, that's I mean, great. That's, uh, remember the DC sniper? Yep. How mm-hmm. how heartbreaking and tragic when all of a sudden it was, what do you mean it's black dudes? What? Right. What? Like, uh, so, so speaking about black dudes with guns, like, do you think that it would be such as big as an uproar if predominantly the gun owners were African-Americans? If that was the case, we would be running everything in this Running country. the show? You think we're running the show? We would okay, be running the show. That's valid. That's valid. Because at the, at the end of it, it's it's basically rights being taken away. So that, I think that's what the main thing is. Like everybody say, "Oh, you, you know, take away my rights." You know what I mean? So yep. if if that's something that we have been known to suffer through, so I wonder if like the same uproar would be the same. It would be the same, but like you said, be it would I mean, be the tables would yeah the minority at the, the, at the end of the day it would be yeah because at this point it's the minority. Well, maybe not the minority, but the the people without the guns are are being the most voracious about it. But I don't know if they're in the minority or not. Um, but if we were on that side of it, where we were the gun owners, I think that would that would support what I want to get into next week, um, the self-reliance theory. Um, and I think that's something that we are getting back to. But at some point, our people got away from. Uh, but us being avid gun owners, well, we didn't have to rely on the government or state agencies to protect our rights. We're protecting our own rights that just it starts a chain of advancement and ascension that Mm -hmm. the people will just have to jump on board with but again we'll jump into that next week ladies and gentlemen we've been on here for a little while start messing with them bill of rights though Nah, I mean, I think they're there for a reason. They just got to be uh, up there, man. Yeah, you, know, you, I st- you that, open that door, you get in that house, you can't get out. We go back to being three-fifths again. I ain't on that. Then I'm going to have to have my guns. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You know, so so that, that ultimately changed. You still got the 13th Amendment that I think we need to be more uh, strategic about how we get the basically modern-day slavery pulled up out of that. Um, and then the gun, gun laws. I mean, the only thing that you – 
I think the only sane and logical thing to do is to really just restrict who can who can get these weapons or who can be available for these weapons. Yeah, but I think that's where the issue come in, that whole sane and logic concept. Like, <laughs> you know, sane, <laughs> sane and logic and change the laws. I mean, the then, yeah, level, I mean, them two things is like. Because you could also have somebody buying somebody for it. You know what right. I mean? Like how you, how you used to get liquor for your little cousin. You know what I so mean? So, thing, just, but, so when we talk about it, like, cousin, how many well, I ain't never did it. Well, we talk about guns. That's that was one of the first things I always bring up when I talk about gun control with people because I feel like there are more illegal guns on the street than it is legal guns. And if you restrict art the people who are getting them legally, the mugs that's getting them off the street gonna get them however they know. So in 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 actuality, you're gonna give them. They're still gonna get the illegal ones. They're gonna be the only ones. The, to be able to acquire these guns, and we as regular law-abiding citizens are left with our hands in our pockets. Well, I'll tell you my thought process on that, right? I feel like more of the mass shootings um, are done with purchase guns at, like, you know, gun shows and, like, things of that nature you don't see my it. point like, about i feel like a lot more of the you know hey i'm buying guns off the street are like gang wars and things of that nature where a they don't get the same type of news publicity but it's it's more the internal battles of oh with some you know two drug cartels going at each other or something along that nature whereas when you're talking about the real issues that create the uproar as far as um school shootings uh, mass shootings at the Las Vegas and, and things of that nature, where if there is the opportunity to have restrictions on, and, and I don't want to say restrictions, I want to more so say a stronger process right. to be able to get the to to get the weapons, and that it right. is something where you can just go off the internet or you can you know do something easily to obtain such a powerful weapon at any age that those measures do need to be taken. Exactly. I'm with you 100%. J-Dace, before we get up out of here, I'm going to come to you with your crypto video as well, Fresh. Uh, you had a question for us early on in the podcast. I wanted you to get that out. The J-Dace deal. The, the You're J taking him to the J-Dace deal. Exactly. Yeah, man, I was asking if y'all ever heard of uh, this concept called grounding. And what it is is that uh, you basically it's literally what it, what it said. Like you walk outside and you put your feet on the ground, bare feet though, because um, – you know, it's basically getting back to nature. Like we, we, the earth is a, con we are conductive, right? And the earth is filled with like free electrons. So when you are like walking on grass or dirt or soil, you are automatically, if you, if you will, diffusing, right? We swim in uh, electromagnetic waves. Like right now we're being soaked up in it, right? Like just looking at uh, computers and things like that. And then what it does is when you go outside and put your feet, bare feet on the ground, you flush that out into the earth so you don't carry that with you. And it's a way that, it, and I think that it's, um, it really reduces inflammation, which is like a huge cause in uh, stress and, and, and just different diseases like lung cancer. And, and I think even, I looked it up, uh, like even talking about hernias, you know what I mean? Like just different things, just, just literally, <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I just looked it up, I just looked it up. But even, just literally walking on your on, on bare feet to the ground it's the same concept of a, a ground wire. Like when lightning strikes the house, the reason why we don't blow up or the reason why the microwave don't explode is because it's grounded to, it has a ground wire. 
So that's what we will be doing when we go outside and walk on Earth. We are getting grounded so that way we can take the um, pressures of the electrical magnetic uh, fields that's constantly around us and shoot it from our bodies to the Earth. And we also receive negative um, ions and negative um, electrons to battle what's going on inside of us. But so you gotta I, have, at some point in time, you got to be focused on that in order for that to work. Like just regular walking out in the grass and no, all that. That's the, no, no, you just just walking, just literally. As soon as you could, like it's crazy. Like when you go to the beach, you just it's just calming, right? You just kind of feel relaxed. But and we think that it's the scene, or we think it's just being there. But it's literally our feet are in the sand. Like we don't have but socks even, on. But even if you're not, so if you're not conscious of it like to understand that that's what's happening that still has the same effect i don't think it may have a greater effect if you're consciously trying to do it you know in, in anything if we're consciously trying to do something it has a greater effect of course but um just naturally because that's how our bodies and the earth we're so in sync with nature um Protons, we don't realize it it's like just just touching the ground you know what i mean like okay you don't have to consciously uh touch a live wire and get shocked like you just do it because you're conducted so when we touch the earth, it's, that, it's just a natural reaction. And it just um, creates a, a homeostasis-like balance between, um, our, between us and the earth. So I've just been looking more into it. And I just, like, when That's I walk with my dog, like, I just, I just take my shoes off, bro. You That's know what I mean? This is why Africans don't wear shoes. I was going to say. I think um, even Native Americans, um, they, they, they don't believe in wearing too. shoes. They uh, just I should shoes. say the original peoples. Original. I think um, that's something worth looking into, Jay. I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm thinking about, you know, some of the healthier lifestyles lived by those who live in, like, the Caribbean or Africa mm -hmm. uh, that are connected to a body of water or, you know, walk around with no shoes on naturally. Um, they tend to see longer, uh, healthier lives, and I'm looking at a lot of the effects and stuff in it. I'm really interested to see the research on it, if there is any. There's a lot of there, there, research, yeah, research I've heard on, about that um, many times. I think um, me and my feet are too sensitive, man. I'm too I mean, you don't have to, bro. Yeah, you can go to the beach. I'm too colonized. I'm a colonizer. Yeah, I, when I was in Haiti, I mean, they, their kids in Haiti, they just yeah, rip and yeah, run. They don't care. They don't care. They played soccer on like, yes. They don't care. I'm walking like, yeah, no, yeah, man. They laughing at me. <laughs> American. Exactly. <laughs> Colonizer. Colonizer. Look at it. Look at it. <laughs> yeah, but if, if, whenever you can, uh, just get back into it with nature. Get your feet on the ground, bare feet on the ground, and uh, get that stuff out your body and receive the good stuff. I'm yes. getting that in today, along with a run that I've been long, long overdue with, uh, for over these past couple of You should of run barefoot, though. Yeah, mm. no, nah, not happening. <laughs> crypto pity. <laughs> My yeah. main man in crypto. What we got this week, sir? Uh, we got nothing but excitement. We, we're, we're things are back looking on the up, baby. Uh, we saw it finally push past $8,000. That is Bitcoin, the Mac Daddy, the granddaddy of all cryptocurrency, making a strong, strong push. And as uh, Bitcoin increases, so do all of its altcoin babies. And so we've seen a lot of green lights, a lot of green candlesticks this past week in crypto. So it's been very exciting. Hopefully seeing the um, resurgence of the push back upwards as a lot of these altcoins and companies that have been created are started starting to actually have their products and services come um, into their uh, beta and alpha stages. There's a lot of uh, hoopla in the in the area right now because uh, uh, again seeing all of these different companies 
actually have the opportunity to show some of the different services that they promised actually being uh, provided now. Things like Ladium has uh, produced their first beta project, allowing for the marketing materials to be uh, instantly pushed to people uh, in different uh, arenas. So being able to push messages, for instance, if you're a restaurant, anybody who comes within a two mile radius of your restaurant within uh, dining hours gets a message saying that, hey, get 10% off if you come into Ian's Pizzeria today. And so those types of occurrences and the ability to do those things as they grow, people actually see them have value. A lot of the different loan products that are out there as well, uh, you start seeing these things develop in the ability to communicate um, and, and, and not just communicate, excuse me, more so um, have transactions occur across, you know, country and border lines with uh, ease and, and little interference outside of the parties who are creating the transaction. That is where the real value of cryptocurrency is coming. And that's the true impact that it's having. So again, as we are seeing this growth, we've seen the push past 8K, which we have not seen for well over, I would like to say, 30 to 60 days. So it's been definitely, we did not see it last month. And uh, it might been in February the last time that we saw an $8,000 Bitcoin price. So definitely excited as we're seeing that growth come in, uh, praying that it's not the sharks coming back in and pushing us into a, a crazy space of them, you know, really just weeding out some more hands. But again, this is the space we play in. It's why I love crypto. It's exciting. As I always tell you, do your own research. If you're not in the game, you need to get some skin in it. Check out what's going on. Go to CryptoWithFresh.com. Check out any of my Facebook groups. So just stay tuned here on the 13th floor because we talk about it all the time. Get it popping. Get it cracking. I am Crypto Freeze. Easy. Any last comments, man, before we get up out of here, ladies? I need to um, I need, I need um, end it. I need to end it like the, like the dip. I mean, my dip, I need to end it like that. Mm. I'm going to come up with one, though. <laughs> <laughs> like a dab or something? Like a, you better yeah, get with Fresh, man, because he be <laughs> yes, now he about to dab. You know what I'm saying? Like, just straight fire like that, man. He got it. So you better get with him, him off, offline. <laughs> he'll, he'll get you right. Ladies and gentlemen, remember you can get this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. You can catch the video on YouTube, the snippets on Facebook. Follow us on social media at 13th Floor, please. Again, that's at 13th Floor, please. Get the um, notifications. Go uh, hit the bell on YouTube. Uh, we're on Vimeo, too. Y'all can find us on Vimeo. We got a collection over there. So if you do Vimeo, you're more of a professional video type person. Check out Vimeo, man. I know our views are down over there. Man, that's the that's the allergies are killing me. Of man. where we get it from. So yeah, man, check us out. Ring our bell. Check, 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 check us out, man. Make sure you get the blooper real in your life, man. We got three of them out now. We just dropped number three. I'm gonna repost and, and share uh, number two and number one. Yes, great yes. comedy, man. You get to see what we get into on and off air. Mike gives you a lot of it, you know, on air. But <laughs> <laughs> we like to have fun, man. But that's it, fellas. We up out of here. Thank you all for listening with us here on the 13th floor where the furniture is and always the best. But the views are amazing. The 13th floor. The 13th floor. The 13th floor.